Radio Maria England now presents Women Together. Welcome to episode 12 of Women Together. As you're listening to us now, it is, of course, Christmas week, a very, very special time. And with the year that we've had, never before do we need that light of Christ to come into our lives more so than at this time. Thank you so much for joining us. We've loved uh, being here and hosting the show. And once again, you are joined by the wonderful Women Together team. We have Sandy. Hello. Janice. Hello. Gail. Hello. And Helena. Hey, hey. And today we're so excited. You will hear our interview with Gail's daughter, Verity, and her experience of the coronavirus pandemic as a student at Leeds University. So we're going to have a very, very different perspective from the perspectives that we've been listening to to date. So we're really excited about that. Before I start us off with a prayer, I'm just wanting to encourage you all to get in touch and let us know as we start thinking about series two, we want to know, have you enjoyed the topics that we've been speaking about? Are there things you want to hear more about? Are there interviews that you can suggest we could be doing? Or would you like to come on the show and share your testimony of how an encounter with Christ has changed your life? Do email us at together at radiomariaengland.uk. But for now, I will start us off in prayer. Dear Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you that you do indeed hold the whole world in your hand. We thank you that you are on your throne, Lord, no matter what chaos is around us. What a year this has been, Lord. We pray that we would use this season to reflect on the ways that you have been working in our world and in our lives in this past year. And we pray for the inspiration of your Holy Spirit to guide our conversation now. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. 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 Janice, I believe you have some scripture to start us off today. A word from the angels, a Christmas word. Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy which shall be to all people. So much need nowadays for some good news. People have been so depressed watching the news. It's like being thrown buckets of black at you day by day. The good thing is not to watch too much news. This is good news, good tidings of joy. We haven't had a lot of that in the last years. There's been so much depression, sadness, worrying. Uh, This is good news of great joy. The Lord can bring us some joy. And it's for all peoples. We have been aware that this pandemic has been in almost every country. It's really affected the African countries and some of the poorer countries been all over Europe, been all over everywhere. Uh, But the good news of joy, which Jesus alone can bring, is for all peoples. Amen. Hallelujah. And let's see it in the coming year. Absolutely. If there's someone listening to the programme now that might actually have, you know, be experiencing now or have experienced a very, very dark time, they might not even be a follower of Christ at this point. How is it that the birth of this little baby brings that joy into our, into our hearts, but into the reality of our lives, even now, 2,000 years later? 
Well, my grandmother um, was actually one of my grandmothers. One was an Irish Catholic, and but the other one was a spiritualist. And, and so she had different ideas uh, to the rest of the family. But she used to always say that the dark days came before Christmas and then Christ lit up the world and you notice that the world changes and the days become lighter and they become longer and it's as if the whole world's just waiting for that time of year to start again. Beautiful. It was amazing when we were working at an international college with people from Russia, Ukraine, Moldova, all the Russian republics, but to, to just, and other nations, we had loads, and just to find it on a Christmas morning, we were all looking at this child, this baby. It's just amazing how we were united, you know, in that. I mean, for me, I, I think it is the most special time of year, and there's that moment where you come out of, of midnight mass, and it, literally, to me, it always feels like there is this magic in the air, something extraordinary has happened and but of course the reality is is that we let you know we let God into the into the very messiness of our lives we let him into the darkness and that one of my favorite scriptures is actually I think it's from the Psalms I think um, and it's so powerful and it says even the darkness is as light to you because that is how the that is just how powerful the Lord God is that even the darkness can be as light to him, which I just find extraordinary. And it is that excitement. I I love Advent as well. The the whole idea of Elizabeth with Mary and getting ready together. And this idea, and I I see it as as them. I, I did a play once where where we had the women together, and it was quite traditional that time. But it, it was the dusting, the sweeping, and singing as they would cleaning and they were cleaning and why were they cleaning because it's it was a metaphor for cleaning your life up thinking about it and making those preparations to start again at this time of year rather than starting on the 1st of January let's start on December the 25th where we start the new year then Hmm. and do you think because what a year we've had do you feel that your a different person to to the start of the year do you think that this this year the year of the pandemic has has it changed you I think it's changed all of us massively in that I think we've we've had to uh, in some ways really well I mean it's it's getting a bit much now we've had enough of it we've done lots but I think there has been a lot of more people thinking right I need to think about other people just down the road, there's an older person sitting on their own. Why don't I go and speak to them? Does that person need help with their tablets? Just walking and seeing other people walking in family groups. I'm hoping that people still continue to do that, go out into the countryside and just walk and be in nature and breathe the fresh air and leave behind some of the worries and just be kind to other people and talk to other people. Mm. I think it's been a very humbling, very humbling time because I don't know about you, but I think there was, for me, you know, you feel in the West, you're sort of quite protected from a lot of world catastrophes. You know, we 
live in relative sort of you know democratic stability and and wealth and you know we have these freedoms and so but suddenly something comes along and it does destabilize things and you sort of realize that you know that none of us are above that and uh you know just as we're reminded that it's it's in Christ we live and move and have our being and actually that nothing exists at all without the the speaking of his word that ultimately it, it is on on God that our lives are, are dependent every single day only we're just not aware of it most of the time. Well, I've had a, uh, uh, an amazing lockdown actually. Um, at first I felt extremely you know um, all at sea uh, shall we say and then and then you know um, it's inevitable that you're going to find people around here anyway I've been so blessed I have come to love my home and love the garden that God's given me and the people that have passed by have been just inspirational and to talk to them and find out how they're coping and the problems that they face and and generally from that despair from the conversations I've had comes the feeling of hope and joy and um, getting to grips with their new situations. You know, I know people who have, um, a lot of people who have um, had to work from home and have said to me, my goodness, I hated being at home. I just felt that I needed to go to the office and then as the time went on they they relaxed and found they could do their work around um you know their leisure and everything everything sort of um came together the you know the fact that they were working from home allowed them to go down and have a cup of tea when they wanted um half the time you know and and so on and so forth there were drawbacks yes but you know from 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 what i've heard anyway it's been um a positive experience for them i don't want to be a debbie doubter but i with the confirmation group and the youth groups it's really shown how every everything's had to move to Zoom. We we started to meet in person and then we're back in lockdown. Hopefully in the new year we'll be able to meet in person. But it's so at the time of age for a lot of young people where they learn from each other through social cues, through being in the same awareness bubble. You just can't get that on on virtual things uh the the kids it so we had a, a zoom confirmation session and the kids that i knew would have been standoffish or whatever of course they were standoffish but now they could even have the camera off or oh i have some technical difficulties and i can't use the microphone and it just didn't i i did a lot of helena tricks to get it interesting games etc cetera, etc cetera, but it just there was no learning from each other and that that was really hard. And also, there was also what else? Uh, there, there was the kids didn't, uh, and and the my kids and their karate. They there was no learning from each other, and that has been a big thing to miss out on this year. And I'm oh oh, and mass. So mass attendance has got even when we opened back up, it was way down. Families aren't going. Yeah. Perhaps it's because they're afraid to come. Perhaps it's because why come when I've got it at home? And uh, to be honest, I feel some ways the same way. Like oh, we're running late. Oh, we just do it online. 
but there's that being together and learning and the oh the physicalness that I feel really really has 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 damaged us in some ways and and hopefully you know the light will come Jesus will come at Christmas whatever will happen in the new year and we'll be able to reignite our wanting to be near each other I hope oh I agree with you I think that it's made us appreciate that the family of God that we experience so much you know to be with people people that we serve with and pray with and worship with and for us it's just been terrible not to be with the people uh, we're looking forward to it, but as you say, we hope that they'll come back. <laughs> we have to see that there may be some changes that that you know won't be good. I don't see how we can run churches and church meetings and everything just electronically. I think we're missing something, Helena. Yeah. I agree with you. Entirely. We're missing the human spirit. It's that's the thing that you don't get. It's uh, and obviously the human spirits come from the Lord, and I think we just desperately need to hold each other. Um, that's what I miss the holding yeah it's this this uh, this hug and the, this this contact isn't it that we so miss it's true it's every so, time I so see you amazing. ladies I just want to hug you all but you're on the screen you're so far from me <laughs> and I, th- I think we need to but I think we're desperate and, and I'm because I think I'm I'm pretty well positive person anyway I'm a half half full girl I'm just, I think there's so many people are going to be coming back, going, right, the doors are open. We can go. We can go into church. I just desperately want to go. I want to go and see things. I want to see people. And you see this on young people's, you're you're right, Helena. It really has had a bigger effect on the kids because they're all quite happy. They appear on social media or talking to each other on their phones rather than going out. And we, we, you know, a couple of years ago, we would moan about them being on the phone all the time. But actually, what we've seen through this lockdown is they actually need each other and they're mm. desperate to see each other. And, and won't it be some amazing parties next year when we can see all the people we know, the people we love? And I think we'll, we'll just give up other things and just go, OK, I'm just going to see this friend because I haven't seen her or him for so long. Mm. Yes, I, isolation has never been a top quality for Jesus. <laughs> no. I think it's an interesting one as Christians, you know, in terms of how we discern things. But obviously we recognize that God is in the situation. And you see, as Sandy was saying, you see, you see the blessings of how God is at work, even in the midst of something like a pandemic. And yet at the same time, you still recognize that the pandemic itself is is an evil thing. I mean, it's something that is is taking lives and we pray that it would come to an end and we recognize the devastation that it's had. So you, you sort of have to hold those, uh, those, those two things together. At the beginning, when you said about, we've had life very easy. And I think maybe that's that this is a point, you know, okay, you don't grow by having things easy all the time. You grow through adversity. And, and maybe, you know, you know, maybe this was something that was needed, that we we have to respect the world more. We have to respect each other. It's been so hard. And actually, now what we need to do is show our best side as we come out of it. Mm, beautifully uh, said. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's um, the perfect time to I'm so excited to 
to hear your daughter, Gail, and, and her experiences, who's, I, I can't imagine, when I look back on uh, my own student days and going to university and what that experience was like, it's a very life-changing, life-changing time. You're going out into the world as an adult, and I think everyone has felt, for all those who've been uh, going through that what should be amazing time, but in, in the midst of COVID-19. So now do hold on as we hear from Verity. I'm Helena and I'm here with Gail's lovely, lovely daughter, Verity. Hello, Verity. Hello. <laughs> and Verity has come home for Christmas, right? Or you just, were you kicked out of, not kicked out of school, <laughs> but are they like, you're done, no, oh, no, COVID, get out of here. Yeah, no, we finished um, on Friday last week and they were like, right, go home. <laughs> so, get out of here. Home for Christmas. Are they even allowing students to stay? No, the cutoff point was last Friday. So we still have a week of uni, but it's all online now. So everyone's gone home now for Christmas. But you're doing everything online now? Yeah. Is it all tests or are they still learning? Um, well, mine's very coursework based. So um, we've got a mixture, but I'm still learning quite a lot of stuff this week. So what are you learning? We are currently, it's quite um, confusing. We're doing about ethics in advertising and um, we're currently doing about male gaze. It's oh, very interesting. Very. Oh, look, we should have you on again next. So next, when you're home for Easter, we'll get you yeah. in about the male gaze. Yeah, it's very interesting. I bet. We used to, I did something with my Girl Scouts about it where we had, um, there were only 12-year-olds, but we really took these pictures. And you're like, oh, what do, you, what do you think about this? What does this say about this woman? Da, 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 da. Mm. Is that what it is? Or it's, am I just making it up? Well, we, we analyse art and um, adverts and it has been like that different, like you have to look into them and see like, what does this picture, is this showing, like, is this empowering or is it actually sexist and is it conforming to society for men instead? So it's really interesting. Crazy. And so, <laughs> so you're still learning. Are there any finals? So university in America is very different than university. <laughs> yeah. it's, mainly, it's mainly partying in America, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> that was what first year was like. But um, um, ours is, I think, so mine's very coursework based because I'm at the art uni, so... I don't really have finals. We just have big projects throughout the year that all count to the end. So I'm in second year, so it's all counting already. So we just had a massive module hand in. And when we get back, we'll have a big essay due. Um, so we don't actually have exams. We just have... I gotcha. Like when we had... So I did theatre and so our big fine, uh, classwork, we had to turn in a big set at the end or we had mm. to do a big monologue or something. Oh, I love yeah. school. I know I rolled my <laughs> eyes there, but I do love school. I would go back in a heartbeat. It oh, is good fun. It's good fun. Yeah. But so so you're in your second year of uni. Yes. And the second year, so that meant you finished your first year yes. in the spring. Yeah. Anything exciting happen with you in the spring? That was, it was weird because it was all like, we literally were doing it day by day towards the end when we were at uni. And then um, our lecturer was convinced it was okay. And then Boris said on the TV, like, oh, we're going into lockdown. And so we literally packed up all our stuff that day, came back, and we'd never done anything online or anything like that. So the next few months of uni was just trying to figure it all out and figure out how to do projects. And ours is a very group work course, so trying to do stuff by yourself was like, oh. what? But um, it took a bit of adapting to, but yeah, it was good fun in the end. Were the teachers kind about it? Were they like, Ooh. Yeah, they were very, because submission was difficult because it was hard to submit. They were very kind. They guided us because it was new for them as well, I guess. So we were all learning at the same time. We had a lot of technical difficulties. 
Um, but you just had to sort of laugh at that and <laughs> just hope for the best. Did you dress in pajamas or did you did you present yourself well? For I think for the first few the first few weeks, I really did try get up, change, <laughs> get dressed. I think it went downhill towards the end when they were starting at eight o'clock. Oh, it happened to all of us. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, towards the end, it wasn't quite as presentable nice did you did, were you able to stay connected with your your friends and everything that you had made yes it was hard um because um we felt like we'd still not had our whole first year and so there's still things we'd all planned on doing um but yes yes spoke to them almost every day so it was quite nice to what were some of the plans that you originally had that didn't get to come we were um because we're in leeds we, we had some plans we were going to go to york and stay there and just look around York. And um, we'd picked our house already. So we had a lot of plans to do stuff with our house. Um, And it was all of our birthdays in that last week, just after we came home. So we had lots of plans for that. And then unfortunately that all got canceled. Yeah. Did you do Zoom birthdays or anything like that? Yeah, I did. Um, I did like a quiz on my birthday. Oh. Did like a pub quiz. So there I had go, all my friends go. on Zoom. So that was good fun. Oh. Did you guys end up doing uh, the the clap? The, the NHS clap? Yeah. It sounds like a dance, <laughs> we did. didn't we? Did the clap. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird to think about that now. Exactly. It, it's not even that long ago, yeah. but it feels like forever ago. Yeah. No, we did that. Oh, <laughs> that nice. Was, Good fun. You could hear everyone in our close doing that actually, because they're all quite. All the houses are quite close to each other. So, yeah. What were some of the ways you used to to keep up with your friend? Like, I guess there's phone. There's the calls. Was it calling or was it texting? Which which way of communication? I'm really bad at texting people. <laughs> I always forget, or um, I find it so much easier to call. So I called a lot of my friends, and um. Yeah, most of them I called or we did little FaceTimes so we could see each other and sit down and chat, which I found easier because sometimes on text, I felt like we weren't having a conversation. Mm. So it was nicer to do that. And then when it eased, we would go and sit in the park, metres apart from each other and just have oh. like tea in the park. Oh, that is, I I I prefer phone calling as well. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. We actually had a whole episode about that that's actually <laughs> on right now in the other room. Oh my room goodness. <laughs> about texting. Well, just call. Stop messing around with the words. Mm. Uh, so when, so you were at home for, did you get to go back to finish the year or did they finish it no, all they online? No, completely, fin- completely finished it all online. Um, we actually finished early. We finished in March, uh, sorry, end of May. Um, so we normally finish quite early anyway, but we didn't get to go back. So we just finished it all online. And then that was first year. <laughs> done. done and done. Yeah. What was your summer like? I actually really enjoyed summer. I I worked for a lot of it. So Where'd you work? Where'd you work? I worked in Tesco's. I did the night shift. Oh. Um, which was quite painful. Oh, where was it painful? <laughs> but, um, it was up at two o'clock every morning, working at two every morning. But I needed to do something because I felt so unproductive. Um just sort of sat around the house and so I did that and it was really good it kept me productive and then towards the end I saw some friends and just did I just had a really nice summer because I missed home a lot as well during first year and it was really nice I got although it was sad to leave early I got given that extra bit of time at home which was really nice that is nice yeah I quite enjoyed that (laughs) did you come home for Christmas that year before Yes, but, I did. Yeah, but so you had um, a little bit of home back yeah. to school and back home. Yeah, I had three weeks, so it felt very, very rushed because I was back on like the third of January last year. So it felt very rushed. So it was quite nice to have a good bit of time at home. 
Did uh, so you uh, did Emily come back as well? No, Emily's still here. Emily's still here. Yeah. Oh, who is Emily then? <laughs> she's my younger sister. She's in upper sixth currently. Did you find being uh, you weren't stuck? <laughs> By having the privilege of being at home with your younger sister, Emily, and your mother and your father, uh, how was that like? I, well, during lockdown, obviously, when it's first, no one really knows what's going on. And there was a lot of you're always in each other's space and stuff like that. But I actually really enjoyed it. I think I got closer to my sister and that was quite nice. And we got to spend a lot of time. We went on a lot of little like walks and drives together just to get out of the house. And that was really nice. So, <laughs> I must admit, I... If I was, I would have, I, I liked my lockdown time, but I think it would have been even better if I had my sisters. Yeah. No. Not our children or anything, but, but our sisters <laughs> would have been nice. Yeah. Um, and she, and she, she's still at school here though. So she's not left at home. Yeah. Not home. Yeah. Uh, during the summer, did you guys get to, so schools were done, like coursework was done. Yeah. Was it still nice and happy with your sister or? Yeah, I think, well, obviously like every, all siblings, um, there was a time where we'd spent a lot of time in the same house, but it was really nice. We um, we went to Devon to see our family when it was easier to, and we stayed obviously separately from them, but I got to spend a lot of time with her and we went on, so did the same thing, went on a few walks and just went out together and just did things. So I really enjoyed it. Have yeah. you discovered any place new in your walks? You know, I have near where I live, I think. I always just used to do like a shorter walk and behind like Combaton and Barton, some really lovely like walks that you can go through. Aww. So, yeah. I've never been there. So pretty. Don't you have over in Camborne area, isn't there like those lakes that are named after Harry Potter? I'm not sure. Oh, there you go. Very I don't know. Over the Christmas holiday. I think there's <laughs> like these, that. these different ponds that are named after oh, really? different uh, characters or something in the Harry Potter world. I did not know that. If you like Harry Potter. My sister loves it. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I'll drag her along to that. Take a pilgrimage around yeah. Harry Potter. <laughs> um, with the, when you were at university, did you, I think your mom said that you got to be a part of the university chaplain group or Christian groups at Leeds? Um, I really struggled at the start, actually, when I first got there, especially in first year of my because my university is very small they don't really have many groups and the main uni had one but I um I went I found the cathedral I didn't realize it was the cathedral and um found like a what I just thought one day was the local church and I found the cathedral and so I went there every morning every Sunday morning to mass um at the 9:31. and I think one time um, this woman just must see me because I usually came by myself and she came over to me and she was like oh we've never seen you before because um, I started going to 9.30 instead of the 11 where everyone was and sorry and she was like um, would you be interested maybe in doing some readings or something and we do stuff so that was quite nice um, unfortunately that was nearer to when it was all getting closed down but um, and I've been able to go back twice this year, but they have a booking system. And obviously, if you're local, it's more. So yeah. I've been watching St. Lawrence's instead online. But um, oh, what is St. Lawrence? What is this popular? Parish? <laughs> I've been watching that online on Sunday mornings. Um, That's her mom's parish. Just as it is. We're like, where is St. Lawrence? Yeah. Everyone should tune in to St. Lawrence's. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. Yeah. So I'm um, doing that instead. But I really do miss being able to go in and like actually just go. It was nice as well to have a bit of routine when you go somewhere where there's 
there's no routine, no like structure really whatsoever. And that can be quite hard to adjust to at first because you're so used to like at home with routine. So, um, but hopefully I can go back soon. This is Radio Maria England, and this is Women Together. Now, back to our interview with Therity. That is a big, big change, like not only in studies and book, this, I feel there must be a simpler way to do it where you're leaving home yeah. and then you have something, but then it's like you still have structure and then you leave that to a little bit. You go straight from done with school to everything's different yeah and you don't have your same community did any of your friends from Cambridge go up with you um so one of my friends did um one of my friends and that was nice she was at the main uni and then um my best friend um she went this year so she's just got there joe joe wages daughter oh yes 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 yeah oh shout um, out to joe wages (laughs) um she came to this year and that's been so nice because um we've been like going for walks together so that's been really lovely but other than that it was like a brand new world and I, I no one came to my uni so it was like a brand new start with strangers in a new city but was it nice because in some I guess in some I, ways it could be nice both I'm very much like a home person so I've struggled with it but it was so nice to meet new people and find new friends and find people I was very similar to because um I feel like after a while you do find your tribe you find like your people and that was really nice I've made some really really good friends too. oh beautiful because yeah. you're all going through that same struggle at the same time yeah you're like oh I don't know what's going we don't know anybody what are we yeah, doing yeah exactly and it takes a while um throughout the first few weeks I really wasn't sure but then I found my friends and then that really helps because as you said you're all going through the same thing at the same time so it's that same sort of scariness but you do it together so yeah did you find, uh, where did you find, uh, so the, I'm sure there was lonely, lonely, even before like the lockdown, there was lonely, lonely times up at university. Yeah. Where did you find your comfort? Book, uh, music? Um, mine was sort of a mixture of things. <laughs> um, part of it was, so this year has been so much easier because I'm living with my friends. So we've been just trying to do things together to keep it interesting. We've done like themed nights. We've done a lot of pottery. Like we, we found like we love doing that. Um, so it bring out our artistic side. We've done a lot of like long walks to interesting places and just trying to keep it interesting. Last year was much harder when you're in accommodation. Um, but I read a few good books. I um, had some TV shows as well that I really enjoyed watching. And I think also I personally, for me, it was just drawing. I really enjoyed doing that. Um, that's always been my like thing of when I didn't know what's drawing or a little bit painting um, while like talking to someone on the phone. So mainly my friends from home. So yeah, it is quite hard sometimes, Um, especially during the day I found in the evening, everyone always does something. But during the day, if you're not working, you're a bit like, oh no, now what? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And you sound like you could study all the time or Mm. or work on things all the time. Yeah. And, I had a similar experience when I went to 
all of my places or university um it was me going to the church by myself you're like oh mommy i should i should mom says i should go to church here i go and you're the only one there and then it took a couple of weeks and then that one lady yeah was like oh you must be new yeah you're like okay okay and then they start drawing you in well that did help as well because like in the first few weeks that was the only place i'd been to like multiple times and when she spoke to me and she had a a really young daughter as well but that was nice because you like when you first go there, you're like, oh, what is this big scary place? But there's people around you. Who... And I found one other student as well after a while who I figured out was like doing the same thing. So oh, that, that is nice. nice. Yeah. That is nice. Yeah. I know it's, uh, does that does that come up as a conversation thing at all? Like uh, beliefs or anything like that with uh, your fellow classmates or anything? Um, or any of the new friends you've made? With my closest friends, it has, we've, we've all very, very different. So it's very interesting. Um, one of my um, close friends who she was Catholic, went to Catholic school, but sort of um, didn't really do any, didn't go to church last year or anything, but she's come twice with me this year when we've just gone in for like private prayer, which has been nice. Um, and one of my best friends is Jewish. So we've, we've had a lot of conversations about everyone's different faiths and, but yeah, it's come up more so now this year, I think, as everyone's become closer. Yeah. But yeah, it's interesting. I think my friends who aren't religious are just um, interested to learn. They want to know what we do, where we go. They've come with us once as well to church. Oh, that's really so, lovely. Yeah. Uh, at theatre, we that was not like a conversation <laughs> thing. So I was like, oh, because there was all these other things to talk about. Yeah. Um, I did. I was lucky. We had a. Uh, it was. It was a Christian school. It was a Methodist school. Mm. Um, but it was every week that was the thing to do was Wednesday night chapel, and so we'd all go there, and and so that was that was nice. And I know in bigger universities that's not there. Mm. Um, so I was. I keep thinking I was so lucky. Not lucky. But yeah. It was just. It just was never hard. Yeah. But we didn't. I didn't talk with my friends about it. So that was something. It just. It was just happened to be there. Yeah. It took a while, but yeah. It's also because you're 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 figuring out who you are as well, mm. and you don't have dad or anybody saying, "Oh, oh, oh say your prayers before you go to bed." Yeah, oh. yeah, it is odd because it's that first time you're by yourself and you're like, "Do I really have to go to church? <laughs> what do I do? What do I?" Um, but it also gave me a massive sense of like familiarity in the first year when you know you're in a whole new place, but it was something that was the same still, and that I found quite like comforting when you first get there. Oh, it's lovely. So, yeah, it was nice. <laughs> do you think, uh, so I'm not familiar with Leeds. Mm. Uh, do you think you'll stick with the big cathedral or you might want to, or you've got the chance to hunt around now. <laughs> you can oh, like do all the different Catholic churches or maybe I'll go check out with my Jewish friends. And, oh, let's check out this. Do you think you'll hunt around or? Um, I tried to do that beginning when I first got there this term, obviously, but um, there's one, there was a church in where I live now because I live quite far out of town, but um, it's been like completely closed for lockdown which is really sad um so the big cathedral is basically my only option still but um i think there's another one but it's about an hour's walk away so (laughs) it's a long one yeah but maybe one day i'll go and explore that there you go there you go what are you looking forward to most this christmas probably oh i don't know just spending time with family and hopefully i mean we'll see what happens obviously but at least seeing my grandma where whether it be from miles away but yeah just to just I think spending time with family and being at home such a nice feeling that is nice of like not no responsibility but it's a nice and just (laughs) having a bit of a relaxing this time's been quite stressful 
and hopefully if permits to see some of my friends are you going to do any uh, do you think you'll do any art while you're here any, any yeah. paintings and drawings i went <laughs> i went to hobby craft yesterday Aww. i bought some new clay stuff um and i got my paints out so hopefully some painting to be oh, done <laughs> something will come out of it yeah where do you find inspiration from for is it just let it whatever my hands start doing <laughs> it's gonna happen or such a mixture i live with all art uni students so frequently just going into their rooms is quite helpful because they've <laughs> all been painting stuff and they're very like all their walls are decorated um i do a lot of stuff find a lot of stuff on pinterest as well um and quite frequently just from things that happen during the day i'm like oh that looks cool i remember that um but a lot of it actually is from pinterest which is surprising, but <laughs> it's, it's a, a crowdfunded yeah. idea. Not, it's not funded, but crowd. Yeah, it funds your imagination. Yeah, but a lot from my friends. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah, you did art history, right? And uh, that was I'm a class. Oh, sorry. When was this? Like, I don't know. Uh, when you were before university. Oh, I did art and history and geography. There you go. Yeah. Was there any um, historic uh, Christian paintings or anything, or sculptures or anything that? that's hit home or is it no i do love i love going to the fitzwilliam looking at the original like the original christian art the i find like the really beautiful ones like some of the very very first ones of like these big scenes of lots of people and um a lot of um like i kind of like that style they're still quite they almost look quite caricature they're not quite lifelike but they are um I think they're really beautiful, the really early ones. The really, really, really early yeah. ones. So it's not like we haven't gotten down to good shadowing or anything. Yeah, the point where they, they I mean, obviously they're all incredible artists, but the very beginning. And um, my mum and I did, just before I went to uni, go and see The Last Supper. Actually went to <gasps> see that in Milan. That's, That's beautiful. still probably my favourite piece of art. Oh, nice. So what, what about it? What about it? Is it? I mean... When you see it in person, the first, never done, never the done. first thing is like, wow, it actually is huge. Um, but every different detail and I love, like it's obviously slowly degrading away now, but you can see like, f it's just amazing when you think how long that's been there for. And you're like, wow, that's stayed there for so many years through so much. And it was bombed um, during the war and the nuns built just around it. So the rest of the buildings had to be like, but, but that's always stayed there and I think that's kind of beautiful that that's yeah. stayed there throughout time so yeah <laughs> does that give you any comfort to know that over years and years and years there's that same connection between you and the artist back then that the, an artist like god is inspiring me to do this and here we go and and now you're going to be creating art in some yeah. way or another and you've got God back there, whispering. Amazing. Even if you, even if you, <laughs> even if it's not beginning with a prayer, but oh, that Holy Spirit's moving your hands. Yeah. Like, oh, this is what we're gonna do. That is, it is kind of amazing to see like how long over time and how it continues on throughout time. Yeah, no matter where you are in yeah. Cambridge or up in Leeds. Exactly. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much, Verity, for of joining course. us. Thank <laughs> you for sharing us, and I do hope you have the best of luck uh, when you go back. And, thank you. And it, it it only gets better. Because mm. things are open. Well, it might get. That's true. Wait, wait, wait. January might get a little bit bad. But, 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 but we're, it's going to get better. It's going to yeah. get better. Fingers crossed. But Thank yeah. you. Thank you very much.
This is Radio Maria England, and this is Women Together. And now, a brief encounter from Christina Cooper. This is what it's like this year working from home. Where's on the bus? Where's on the bus? Oh, enjoy Christina Cooper's brief encounter. Ooh. Not my problem. I live in a block of council flats in central London. It's not as bad as some, but the habits of some of the residents leave a lot to be desired. My small garden has regularly been used as a rubbish dump. I found everything there, from babies' nappies to empty bottles and traffic cones. Because it's technically my garden, I suppose I feel responsible for it, so I try to tidy it up and clear out the rubbish when I go out to weed, which is not that often. The communal areas are something else, however. I might tut and grumble at the urine in the lifts or mouldering sacks of rubbish, but I've never thought of it as my responsibility. After all, I do pay pretty steep service charges for someone else to take care of this. Some years ago, however, things were brought to a head when the most enormous pile of rubbish started gathering beside the front door. I kept presuming that surely someone would do something about it, as it was obviously a health and fire risk. At the time, we had a would-be pyromaniac in the area who regularly set light to the bins round the back. Nothing seemed to happen, however, and eventually even I was roused from my apathy and sloth. I tried to call the manager in charge of the estate. Of course, the phone was permanently engaged and there was no callback facility. One way to deter less than committed callers. I typed out a fuming letter to everyone I could think of in the council and anyone else important I could think of to make sure they knew and were aware of my complaint. I ran into a couple of neighbours and told them what I'd done. They were delighted and were even more impressed the next day when the offending rubbish was removed although I doubt that it was my missive, but probably the council bureaucracy had finally got round to it. I felt triumphant. Imagine my horror, however, when the following day I saw a couple of black sacks and a wicker basket had appeared in the same space. Rubbish had been there so long that people had now assumed that this was a good place for tipping things and so much nearer and more convenient than the bins round the back. I could have wept. I had a word with the two cleaners who were hanging about and pointed out the offending material. That area wasn't their responsibility, they told me. They were just paid, and badly, to clean the lifts and the main hallway. I was then regaled with their tales of woe about the behaviour of some of the tenants and the frustrations of their work. I couldn't but feel sorry for them in their losing battle trying to keep the place clean and why they should object to taking responsibility for a new area of ground. They were only too happy to tell me who the culprits for the offending rubbish were but said the manager was too afraid to confront them. Once again I could sympathise. I'm not much up to confrontation either and dealing with chaotic, sad people all the time is not pleasant and can lead to all kinds of aggravation. And although it would have made my life easier if all the difficult tenants were moved elsewhere, this was hardly the solution in the long term, as they would just be someone else's problem. I began to reflect on the situation and what I could do. 
I didn't want to spend the rest of my life writing irate letters to people in authority. It troubled me, moreover, that the articulate and middle class have an unfair advantage in this approach, which is ultimately about power and how much clout you have. I realised that the fundamental problem was that everyone, including me, saw the rubbish situation as someone else's problem. This was the individualistic society which I so often railed about in action. I suddenly knew what I had to do. I couldn't change how others behaved, but I could change my own behaviour. So instead of writing another letter, I picked up the wicker basket that had been abandoned by the door and took it to the bins round the corner. I also made myself a solemn vow that henceforth, whenever I saw rubbish lying around that it would be feasible for me to pick up, I would take it to the bins round the corner. I don't know if it ever had any effect on my neighbours, but it had an amazing effect on me. It helped me and changed my attitude. Instead of getting frustrated, I realised Jesus was giving me the opportunity to serve. After all, he did say, those who would be first should make themselves the last and the servants of all.
thank you so much for joining us for another episode episode 12 of women together 12 of 13 there's only one more to go so do listen to us next week tune in at the at the same times it's uh, been a fascinating discussion and i hope you've enjoyed it do write in with your own suggestions as to what you would like to see us cover on this program and you can email us here at women together at radiomariaengland.uk. We wish you all a very, very happy Christmas. And now our lovely Gail is going to lead us in prayer. Hi, well, when the children were little, we used to every night, I used to say to them, we need three prayers, a thank you prayer, a sorry, and a please. So in that spirit, as we are waiting for the good news and the joy, great joy for all people, I'm going to say three prayers. Dear Lord, we thank you for helping us to see life more simply this year, to really value those we're closest, and to help make more of an effort to contact them. We're sorry that we had lost sight of what was important in life and that you had to show us And please let us use this time of reflection to go forward, to be better, to be kinder, more thoughtful of others and the world, and to spend more time with you. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 And do listen to our show on Sundays at 5am and 5pm, Monday at 9am, Wednesday at 2am, Thursday at 11am and Saturday at 10.15am. Until next time. Goodbye. Well, goodbye. Bye-bye. 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 There's a presence, there's an atmosphere, gives me shivers, breaking my veneer, for the Lord has Sort up, hold your shield up high, shake the dust off. It's your time to shine. Don't give in to fear. You were appointed for this time. Whoa.
hurricane Can you feel him falling in the rain? Are you listening as he is whispering your name? Whoa, oh, 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 oh. 